0: Hi, Rory, and welcome to Skills for Mars. Finally, we're doing this
1: finally, it's been it's been quite a while in the making. Thank you for having me,
0: yeah. thanks for thanks for joining. And I'm looking forward to discuss not only the talent acquisition bit, but all us as well and see where you are with that.
1: yeah. I mean, very early days, but uh, excited to, to have this conversation and you know these conversations are what what drives me. So thank you for having me again.
0: Uh, I'm curious if um, you got uh, are you going through the same steps that you take companies that uh, went to Talent Tech Labs that we were mentors for, just taking sh- making sure that everything is aligned. <laughs> yeah, definitely,
1: <laughs> definitely trying to do that. Um, what I've learned is that it's much easier to sit on on the side of the table that I was on and say, you know here's where you are and here's what you should do next to get to the next thing. When you're on the side of the table that I'm on now trying to build the technology and build the business, everything seems like a priority and it's just a matter of like understanding where, where to go next. But yeah, trying to be methodical about it.
0: Rory, before we get into OLAS and the talent acquisition technology, just shortly, can you tell people something about yourself, your main influences in life? How did you get to start working in the people industry? How did you get to move to New York?
1: Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so, hello everyone. Uh, my name is Rory really um, you know, I'm I'm just a normal person, right? I'm uh, interested in the way that the world works. I'm interested in making a, a change and an impact in that, in how that works. And that's kind of, what has been driving me so far. Um, so whenever I see an opportunity to get involved, I've always kind of taken it. And that's, uh, that's what brought me to New York. I, I finished my university degree in Ireland and I applied for a job with the, the venture capital arm of the Irish government, um, Enterprise Ireland. And they put me in New York for two years. And then from there, I met, uh, I met Jonathan Kestenbaum in San Francisco who's the, the managing director of Talentech Labs. And when I was actually, I, I took some time off, I went uh, and motorbiked through Vietnam and I got an email from John saying, hey, come back, I want you to, to come and work in Talentech Labs. And I just saw another opportunity and I, I went and took it. Um, I mean, main influences is, is always an interesting one, right? I think, I think it's fair to say for most people, definitely for myself, that, that my family are my main influence. And they, they are what influenced me to kind of get into business, but also to get into into people and and that side of things. My um, my father was a was a managing director of a pharmaceutical uh, manufacturing plant in in my hometown when I grew up, and we used to kind of walk on the beach and talk about the issues that he'd be dealing with in work and how he uh, would encourage and coach different employees and help them do the best they could. Uh, so that was very like very much of so the, the big corporate kind of view of things. And then my mother was an entrepreneur. So she ran um, a Montessori. She ran a restaurant for a number of years. And she gave me kind of the, the smaller business entrepreneurial edge. Um, and actually, that kind of drove me to my first enterprise, which was buying things through her restaurant and selling them at my school. So, you know, it, it's, always been, it's always been mixed up and around there. But that would be my, my main influence, I would say. Yeah.
0: So I guess that's uh, very good that finally you ended up in entrepreneurship.
1: Yeah, mom's happy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think dad is a bit more worried because you know it's it's much safer to to work for the big organization, the big corporate, and you know there are a lot of pros to that. Um, but very much so, I, I had an itch and I I've, I needed to scratch it, and we'll see we'll see how that all works out.
0: So let's start let's start with that because we are already talking about uh, about us. Uh, sure. What is it doing? How did you start it? <laughs> uh
1: it's not doing much just yet, but um is it so, uh,
0: 2 months old? 3 months uh 2 weeks two, old, 3 weeks old?
1: Two, it's a month and a half yeah. coming on 2 months. Um the idea, the concept has come being around in my head for years, right? It essentially um how do you how do you help people figure out what careers that they want to go on do? How do you help them get the the skills that they need to to do, actually be able to do those jobs? And how do you connect them up to employers? Right. So talent acquisition in a in a nutshell. Um, and then that idea came to me when I was when I was working for Skype in Luxembourg quite a number of years ago. And as I've gone through my my journey. Um, Working in digital tech, working in HR tech, uh, advising companies, advising corporates and staffing firms. Um, it's always been in the back of my head that there's, there's an issue here. And whenever you talk, I, I don't know about your own personal experience, but whenever I would talk to friends or acquaintances and ask them about what they do, there's always a sense of, I kind of fell into this, I fell into that, and uh, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do and, and, and so on. And I just thought there has to be a better way considering you spend something like 70% of your time doing the work that you do. Um, it seems like such an economic waste and it's a waste of life if you're like despising it. Um, and then I'd say about a year ago, I was in a corporate boardroom in, in New York, in Manhattan. And I got I spent about an hour getting grilled by by one of our partners around... How can, you, how can you tell someone's real interest in a job? How can you tell someone's learning agility and their learning uh, and their grit? And you know, I didn't have a great answer because there really wasn't a great tool on the market to, to prove it. I think uh, if you're familiar with KORU, KORU came up with the KORU 7 and grit was the one that kind of resonated um, out of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Um, but they got bought and and that kind of folded. So anyways, long story short, I've taken all those kind of inputs and I we're trying to create a a platform where people can can sign up, they can learn a little bit more about digital jobs in particular, um starting with digital marketing because that is, you know, relatively um manageable from, you know, just an MVP point of view. Um they can learn about those jobs, they can complete uh, specific tasks. So we have beginner, intermediate, and advanced. Um, you know, a curriculum created. They have to complete tasks. They have to prove their ability in that, in that uh, subject. And then they can actually bid and do jobs for small employers who are looking for external support. The whole idea being, give them a chance to, to try that job before they commit you know, two years, three years of their lives to that job. And then also give them a chance to, to build that experience because nobody likes trying to go for an, an entry-level job that needs two years experience before uh, actually having done the job. Random, long, long way of explaining it, but uh, that's what we're trying to build. I'm,
0: I'm happy to hear that you're thinking two, three years into into that job because I think one of the reasons and why we have issues in choosing a career is because we think of a career for life.
1: Yeah, and I don't think... I think that's the definitely... Um, the old-fashioned mentality around careers and, you know, do you want to be a lawyer? Do you want to be a doctor? Do you want to, you know, whatever it is. Um, But that's just not the way the world is working. And especially now, uh, I think we had a a digital transformation that was happening for the last 10, 15 years that has been spurred on by COVID-19 where people are kind of waking up and saying, do I need to be going to the office? Do I need to be doing this job? Do, do I want to be doing this job? Um, I'm getting furloughed, I'm getting laid off. Where, where do I want to go? What do I want to do? Um, and I think there's a, there's a turning point in how you think about jobs. You know, I, I, there was a very good HBO article around how many jobs a person has over their career these days, and I think it's closer to like eight or 10 rather than two or three.
0: Isn't this fantastic? Because honestly, I think my parents were bored at some point. I think my grandparents, who maybe, and grand-grandparents, who may, at that point you even had the whole family going through the same job, right? The father, mm. the kid, then everyone, you would save the spot and they would uh, they would just get the job in that same factory or yeah, <laughs> with the same people. Uh, I think that at some point routine would kill them as well. I don't think they would be, I don't know, so passionate throughout the entire lives. Isn't it nice to be able to change and have this oh. opportunity to do whatever you like, develop new skills, get into a new flow of business, feel passion again. It's like falling in yeah. love multiple times.
1: Oh, I, I love that. <laughs> I might steal that. Um, yeah, I think so, right? I think, so I, I'm a bit of a ferocious learner. Um, you know, I'm vent- going into this venture with Oli's, and instead of you know, hiring a whole bunch of developers, I've decided to teach myself how to develop and build it which is another interesting choice um but i think if you're not learning uh then you start to become stagnant and you start to slow down and then this is a bit a high you know high and mighty but like life becomes a little bit less interesting to me if you're not you know challenging yourself and pushing yourself and you know that that's that's kind of all wrapped up in it back to your point around you know a, a career for life in ireland it was always the eldest gets the farm the next one becomes a priest the next one has to leave to try and figure out what what he can do or she can do so are um, you the 3rd Oh, one oh i'm i'm the fourth so i don't even know where i come
0: <laughs> yeah and um uh yeah it is it is funny i, I slip my mind what i wanted to say
1: <laughs> that's all right uh, so was the I- <laughs> that interesting, was I? Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> no, I wanted to ask a serious question and then I said, ah, "Are you the third one?" <laughs> um, how so when when you talk about skills, you said that you're going to give people tasks, right? Several tasks to see do you want to use that as an assessment so they can judge their skill set in that particular digital uh, arena or
1: is it- Yeah, so I wouldn't um so we we'll are probably touching on this in a little bit, but, you know, I've spent the last three years looking at different tools for NTA. Uh, skill assessment, as it were, is is not how I'm thinking of it. Not necessarily like a, like a, here's a, a thing you have to do and we're going to judge how quickly you do it.
0: Or how well, More, yeah.
1: Or how well or how quickly or, or um, you know, what your proficiency level is. More, you know, here's a blog Go read it. Here's a video. Go watch it. Um, go create a so for digital marketing in particular. Go create a Facebook group and get, um, you know, five people to join around something that you're you're interested about. Or go create a LinkedIn group or a LinkedIn page or an Instagram, whatever it might be. Um, and then show us the proof of having done that. The concept being, um, if you want. If you want formal education, we're, we're probably not going to be able to provide that, you know, maybe someday in the future. But if you want formal education, um, there's plenty of, of providers out there, there's, there's universities, they're all going e-learning as well. That's fine, and then you know credit to, to those organizations. But what, what we're trying to give you is the, the ability to be a self-learner, the ability to, to go and teach yourself and, and find out things for yourself. Um, and part of that is is what we were talking about because, you know, that's, that's a drive for me. But part of it is from conversations that I've had with talent acquisition leaders that while they want to hire someone who can prove their ability to do the job that they're getting hired for, they also want that person to be able to be agile and to be able to adapt to the ways, you know, that the business changes. And that's, that's kind of the underlying current of how we're thinking about our education component. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. So what is the application doing? Is it just providing them? Is it more like a learning tool or what is...
1: Yeah. So it's more like just a, um, a central repository for those tasks, the ability to, to check them off and hold, um, uh, create a profile uh, and be able to show your accomplishments, show your, your achievements in one centrally local place, and then actually um, this whole idea of connecting to employers for either small tasks or that initial conversation for employment.
0: And did you get any, uh, did you get any traction from employers?
1: So I've had lots of interest from employers, but what we're trying to do, the, the challenge around all this is like a chicken and the egg, right? Um, who do you get on first? we have beta users on the candidate side who love the idea and have you know individually reached out to me and said this is what i've been looking for for the last while thank you you know which is brilliant um and then on the employer side i've a lot of people who said yes once it's ready i'll i'll give it a shot and i'm interested and i'll try it um but it's kind of once it's ready so we'll see
0: yeah, I'm kind of curious what their reaction would be because I think they're pretty good at putting jobs out there but not so good at putting tasks out there and having someone chase and understand yes. if that was done well or if someone has the right experience uh, following the accomplishment of that task. I, I always feel that I like that. I always found it even in engineering and graduate programs that if they had to think something in terms of a project or a task, they were not as able as in terms of a job.
1: I I completely agree, and it's a challenge that you know I'm, I'm pretty aware of. The way I I foresee this breaking, you know, spitting it up is, I can see the tasks being placed and being run by smaller organizations that need the work to get done, um, and then the review component being that kind of stamp of whether that person could actually, uh, you know, deliver on time in a professional manner and, and whatnot. Um I don't necessarily foresee us working with, you know, some of the clients that I used to work with, some, some large uh, corporates, you know, 50,000 plus employees um, on the task side of things, because you do need to roll out a whole program there. Right. And it becomes, I uh, gets stuck in procurement. It becomes a legal nightmare and they'll just spend money on Upwork and just get someone else to do it. Or, or you know, it, there are other mechanisms in place in those corporates. Are there? Isn't and they just they're too stuck in their ways. But in terms of hiring and hiring for kind of entry level or, or two or three year um, into their careers, professionals um, definitely those large organizations need to hire those individuals and at scale.
0: Yeah, at scale and fast as well. Yeah, for sure.
1: And the, I, you know, those are the organizations that are using these um these assessment, behavioral assessments, skill assessments. And this is just another way of of providing rich data for for those hirers, those employers.
0: Did you already think of the business model?
1: <laughs> I've thought of like four or five. Um where I am right now, and and don't hold me to this one, but where I am right now is a small monthly subscription for the candidate to have access to to the platform to have access to the resources that we're creating um and to go through these these steps to prove completion of of competency um and then a, a two pricing models for the employers so one per project so if you want to post a project there's a there's a charge for that and then a recruiter license for access to the to the platform to be able to talk to candidates. That's, that's what I'm, what I'm going with and let's see, let's see what the feedback is. Let's see
0: how it, how it works. So what digital skills did you start with? Did you have, do you have any in talent acquisition?
1: Not, not yet? yet. Not yet. Um, so we are, the way I look at it is most, most functions are moving into the digital world. So we're going to be broadening that scope, um, quite quickly. But really, in order to get the first you know, batch through here and get improved value in the, in the whole proposition, um, we're starting with digital marketing. So it's, there's a lot of content out there about digital marketing. You can go and do you know, any number of courses, there's any number of blogs, any number of free resources. What we're trying to do is just funnel that in and help, help guide the learner. Um, yeah, so digital marketing, and it's it's one that is, you know, somewhat more. Um, I don't know, narrowly defined, I suppose. Uh, at a certain point, 100%, percent, we'll be getting into recruiting and, and sourcing and how to use different tools, and then you know, maybe maybe we'll get a, a few recruiters out there, and we can start that. That's you know, spinning that flywheel. That'd be fun.
0: Um, do you know of a company called Growth Tribe?
1: Yes. Yeah, okay. Because
0: yeah. if not, I would have sent you a link. Because they they have this kind of uh, courses, or so not a similar model, but quite there. It might yeah, be of interest. It's, yeah.
1: It's not a million miles away. But, you know, what I'm trying to do is somewhat unique, but it's not. There's nothing new under the sun, really. At the end of the day, we are not um, deploying advanced AI. We're not. Shaking the world in that way um it's just a new mechanism to help people figure out what they want to do and get the get employment at the end of the day.
0: Sounds good does os mean anything
1: yeah so os is is Irish for um education specifically through experience, so it's kind of fitting um and yeah, and I'm Irish, so it's a nice throwback <laughs> to Ireland. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I, it's such a short uh, word to express so much. Nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so olus.io. Um, we are very much so in the early days of building it, but the, there's a landing page there if anyone wants to to sign up and, you know.
0: Yeah, for sure, and I'll link it. it as well. Awesome. Thank you. And yeah, everyone who's interested to be maybe a beta user or even as a recruiter or, uh, and so on, they can uh, definitely reach out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Please do. Rory at Aulis.io. That'd be awesome.
0: <laughs> I'll ask you at the end as well, just to make sure we have it in the middle. Then the cool. <laughs> um, Rory, you, you told me that this is a niche that you found. No one else in the, in the talent acquisition space is doing this or do you have competition? Oh,
1: interesting. Um, there's, comp- I think. So I used to ask um, every company that I would talk to, "Who are your competitors?" And the ones that I generally, you know, turned away pretty quickly from were the ones who say, "No, no competitors." Yeah, don't have any. Nobody's doing this. We're the first ones. We're the best. We're the only. Um, these are all pretty, pretty strong red flags. I would say there are a lot of organizations doing parts of what we're trying to do. Um, you know, from an informed perspective, the, the way I look at it is inform, educate, connect, the three pillars of, of what Olis is trying to bring to the table. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. From the informed perspective, you have um, like Head Start or, or, or Handshake, or, um, Parker Dewey is actually very good. Um, from educate perspective, there's a bunch of boot camps, and you know I think if you go online, you can find anyone who's teaching anything, any kind of course. Um, and then from connect perspective, you do have you have obviously the the bigger social networks like LinkedIn or someone. Um, you have freelancer Upwork, Fiverr. So there there it's a busy space, and. One of my, my pros and one of my cons is I happen to know pretty much all the players in the space. so I'm aware of um, I'm aware of the competition. there's definitely people out there, but I don't think there's anyone that's, that's done a cohesive, you know end-to-end job for this. So that's what we're trying to do.
0: And uh, I think that's one of the things uh, missing in HR and talent acquisition in general. I think everything is so divided. Everyone takes care of such a small piece that in the end, as a company, you end up working with 10, 15, 20 applications. Yeah. (laughs) Or can you the same on the other end?
1: It's, well, it's, so there's so many point solutions out there that as an organization, you end up, as you say, working with so many of them and like switching from system to system and uh, getting pretty fatigued by that as a, as a recruiter, as a sourcer. Um, then as a candidate, God, there's so much <laughs> applications. Let's <laughs> say applications, not say, not say anything else. There's so many things that you can sign up to, that you can try and be part of. And there's just so much noise that it's so hard for you to, to kind of cut through it and figure out where you want to go. um yeah, there's really not there's a lot of organizations out there that are 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 trying to solve different parts of the hiring process, different pain points um but I see a lot of them are, are trying to like are attacking symptoms of an underlying issue, and we're just trying to get you know a little bit closer to the to the root cause, I suppose.
0: Is it growing just as much, the TA market? I mean, at, at some uh, point, I think two or three years ago, it was growing at 19, 20% CAGR.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say that the current crisis that is on us, the current pandemic, and the slowdown in, in economic growth is going to cause some major issues. Um, I'm not sure if you've had, had George LaRock on, on this podcast, but George uh, tracks um, HR wins. They track a lot of the VC deals, and you know we have been seeing pretty significant uptick in um, amounts of deal flow going on. What I would say is that you know what, uh, I think it was last week um, LinkedIn announced that they were going to cut uh, 960 or so jobs from from their California location. I think that's indicative of of what's coming down the line. I think there's going to be a lot of pain for mainly for for vC backed h uh, r and t a tech startups that haven't necessarily proven a, a viable model yet. Um, you know there's there's a recession probably coming, and hiring and talent acquisition are one of the you know first functions that kind of get froze.
0: Yeah for sure. Where do they get it wrong? Because a lot of people have a lot of ideas. And some of them we know they just do whatever that it's, everyone is doing or things that can very easily be automated by a bigger uh, company, a bigger tech company. Where do they get it wrong?
1: Yeah, I mean I think ideas are ten you know ten a penny. Um you can find a good idea by walking down the street. It's it's in an execution and Execution is is really challenging. the The best players that I've seen, the ones that have done really really well, um, you know, they might have they might have really good tech, but generally speaking, the technology isn't the differentiating factor. It's just it's just another thing. It's it's something to get you know, tick the box. What they do really well is great customer success. They sell really well, so they don't you know push their, their product on people who don't want it. They go and they actually talk to the client and they figure out, will our product actually solve your pain point and only sell into the ones that are actually going to be, you know, helped by having it. Um, you know, good references, clients that actually like them. The one thing that we've seen <clears throat> time and time again is, so heads of talent acquisition, CHROs, they tend to... Um, they tend to move organization but not move function all that much. So, you know, a, a stint for a head of TA is probably, you know, two or three years at a big corporation. Um, if they have tools they really like, they're going to try and bring that tool with them. So, iSims is a great example of this. iSims has done a, a fantastic job in customer success, as have Green, uh, Greenhouse. Um, those companies when their clients move, tend to win more deals just off the back of that.
0: Yeah, which is good and bad at the same time because the TA lead or the HR lead uh, knows the, the the application and knows how it works and maybe it can push it forward in the organization. But at the same time, you're not really watching what's happening uh, outside and if you can do it better with
1: something different. Yeah, that's a fair point. But but I think there's, there's a decent amount of like shiny object syndrome. In that, this that's space. what I wanted
0: to say that, but there is, I I haven't seen so much increase in so many good things coming out.
1: Yeah. I think there's, there's some really interesting players um, coming out with point solutions. And once again, the point solution, will they be able to carve up a big enough niche to be a real business? Or will they get bought by, you know, an ATS or a CRM or HRIS? Um, I think that there's, well, okay, so you're, to your point around a, a TA leader just using a tool that they know because they know it, yeah, should, that kind of limits some, some innovation to an extent. But what's really worse is a TA leader who spends all their time looking at new technology and never actually uh, you know, pushes forward the organization or makes the TA function better.
0: For sure. And I wanted to ask that as well, because I don't feel that it's only the TA tech job to get this implemented and some solutions, even if they're upon solution, even if they, if you put them together, with APIs and all of that, uh, if you get someone knowledgeable behind it, who understands how they should work and make, and knows how to make them tick and how knows how to organize your, uh, the, the, the team and everyone and make the change, it might, it might work. But yeah. I feel that there's... A, is there a lack of technology understanding in TA at that level? Is it too much? Is it too complex? Is it too hard to decide? Is there a lack of is, money? <laughs> and generally,
1: like, if you can prove the business case, I think you can get the, the, the budget to do, to do a lot of things. Um, there's a sense of so the sense of people in in the TA function being people people and you know having had their um not necessarily their heads in the sand but but not not necessarily embracing technology as much as maybe some of their counterparts um so that that's definitely one aspect of it the other aspect is you know startups are really good good startups are good uh, technology startups are really good at listening to their customers and then parroting back what their customers have said to them around, this is, you know, we'll solve this pain point, we'll solve this pain point. Um, Are they very good at that? Are they very good at telling you what the technical um, aspects of their solution are? And what TA leaders really care about is, you know, cents and dimes at the end of the day. How many recruiters am I going to have to use to to get this up and running? Is it going to make them quicker, more efficient? how does it actually implement There's definitely a lack of understanding around APIs and how integrations actually work. Um, which I've just gone, I've gone through my first one and it's, it's pretty freaking painful. I'm oh, it's say. not easy. Yeah, it's not. And and people kind of think, Oh, that tool has integrated with, with whatever my solution is, uh, whatever my TS is, whatever it is uh, before that's fine. Let's tick the box. But it, that's not really the case. And you can still be, you know, weeks, if not months trying to integrate. And for a smaller startup, that's a lot of time, right? And that's a lot of money. Um, I do think that there's there's appetite for new innovation in the talent function. And that's, that's really cool. And, you know, hopefully we can see that more and more, especially as we're going into more of a virtual hiring uh, process these days. Um yeah.
0: About the virtual hiring process, do you think that at some point there will be someone on the market, like maybe one of the big names, maybe one of the small names, who just puts all the parts together and takes the human out of it?
1: No. No, no I don't think so. Um and it's because I think you can take the human out of it for scheduling. I think you can take the human out of it for some of the assessment work, um, but ultimately, you need to have people who who choose choose who their their employees or who their their colleagues are going to be based on um, some some underlying characteristics. Some of the best organisations that I've seen are very regimented around um, using like. Like an applied, um, or like uh, Tal Vista or some some tool like that, where um, your interview is structured. There is marking; it's all blind, um, and it's really, really, you know, super fair. But you're still marking the the answers based on what you and your group, as an organisation, or as as you know, a collective of people, would agree with. Um, I think, I think that boils down to like human nature uh, to an extent, you know, are you of our tribe? Or are you not of our tribe? Um, and there, there's a great debate to be had around, you know, culture, uh, culture fit and culture add. So whether, you know, whether you're going to fit in here or whether you're going to fit in here and actually, you know, bring something new to the table. Um, I don't, I don't see any technologies being able to do that just yet. Just yet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean we we're, we're, we're still struggling to to automate you know interview scheduling here. We there's let's crawl before we try to run it a little bit.
0: <laughs> just yet. What's your what's your take on uh, AI in talent acquisition? Should we call it AI or should we just call it algorithms?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a funny one. I <laughs> I did a talk on AI in TA 3 years ago and and I sat down with um, a couple of the big CRM, big matching players, and we, we did this talk. Um, and at that point, um, so Tom from from Smashfly was saying that they had, you know, they're barely crawling in terms of what AI could do and what AI really is. You know, w- when you boil it down... It, it's just like a series of math equations that are <laughs> just weighting things and you know figuring out what the most logical next answer would be. Um it it's a it's a hype. It, you know, we're going through the hype cycle around AI. There's some automations that can be done. So intelligent automation, that's where I think there's there's real value being driven. Um I don't think I don't think AI and TA is going to be the savior that it might have been heralded to be. I might not, or
0: not, not, not yet. Still, algorithms, and I think there's limited yet amount of data, at least on some uh, on some areas. So it's hard to make the yeah. Yeah, I mean, I
1: mean, the challenge is, you know, there's there's another layer to this where um, when we think about talent acquisition, we think about. Uh, hiring for people who are like us and you know that's just kind of a common thread that i've that i've seen when i talk to individuals they think about how they would use a tool or how they would interact with a tool but a lot of um a lot of hiring gets done for different jobs that that aren't say recruiters or aren't office jobs and how do um you know algorithms or machine learning or AI, how do those um how do those technologies get the input from individuals who aren't uh you know don't have a very strong digital footprint. That that's where you know the real um challenge is I think. And that, that's why you know texting tools have become extremely popular recently when you would think that you know texting is potentially you know on its way out it's still extremely you know important for a lot of organizations
0: oh for sure for sure and now they've developed uh tools that uh look at personality based on the text that you send and make it easier for you to interact with other people so if i were to write to you uh then they would tell me hey uh, rory likes uh, direct discussions so don't Mm -hmm. take it around the bush he will immediately want to know what's on your mind
1: yeah I, I think those are really interesting. You know, I think Crystal Knows Crystal is the one that I, I really liked. Um, they, they come from a point of psychology, right? And they, they come from a, a point of of trying to, you know infer from you know, the law of large numbers, but ultimately, you're, you're just getting a little nudge in the right direction. There's an organization that that I'm working with at the moment um, called Stellars.ai. And what they've done is they take take data points, mainly around technology, technologists. They take data points around that individual and their machine crafts a unique story to that candidate to say, hey, um, we think you'd be really good to work here, or like, you should come take a look at this job here because of your background in X, because of your interest in Y, uh, because one of the team members also has an interest in Y uh, and we think you could bond, you know, whatever it might be. I'm, I'm actually butchering this right now, but, you know, that's a little bit deeper.
0: Oh, than- definitely. I love what they do and I hope they will cover more roles and more types of jobs at some point because I think it's fascinating what they do.
1: Yeah, I mean Roy and his team have built something something really cool there. Um, I, I
0: I loved when I saw them a couple of months ago or something like this when uh, oh, yeah you were still in the DTL.
1: Yeah, exactly. I showed them on one of our demos, right? Um that that concept is where you know those guys and then you know an organization like Hired Score, that's where I see AI. I don't really like the, the term, but I, okay. that's where I see that, that kind of
0: technology
1: being, yeah, be, being useful mm-hmm. right? and being used in a, in a creative way.
0: Oh, for sure. And I, think, and I think they're going to make a difference. So if they continue with this, they're definitely going to make a difference. There's no other similar tool out there using the information like this.
1: Not that I know of. <laughs> yeah, not, not
0: that I know of either. So uh, yeah. definitely there are bits where they have competition, but, but that there are bits where they have no competition. Uh, Rory, you're talking about attacking uh, symptoms and attacking the real cause, right what you're trying to do with all us. Do you see any real causes of why talent acquisition is still not working as, as it's supposed to be working? Even though we have all the tools in there, we still don't manage to get to give uh, feedback to candidates. That's one of the biggest ones. Incredible, but we still complain about sourcing? Incredible. I mean, when I started in talent acquisition, we had nothing, <laughs> there was nothing. You had to make up uh, and, and find some way to figure out a list of names of people who work in a legal department in a certain company where you had interest, you had to pretend you're someone else to call in there and get to talk to that person. And now with everything that we have, tools that can show you the, their, their email addresses, phone numbers and everything, we're still complaining about that. We are still not able to provide the right experience. Uh, we, we somehow want to make this as short as possible and ideally hire yesterday, even though you know that it takes time to hire a person, just like it takes time to purchase a material for, for, for production, right? It takes time to hire a person. What's from your point it's of ra- view, yeah, what's, <laughs> um, some of the bits um, that maybe you see causes and not, uh, not symptoms?
1: Yeah. Well, first off, um, I would love to have been around when you had to source like that. I think that would have been so much fun. I mean, like you're essentially playing like I don't know, private investigator or detective or something. Um, but like, tools have come on a long, long way since then. Kind um, of experiences is, is better. I think one of the issues is is that consumer experience of consumer products has jump through the roof and the investment in those tools and those technologies and those applications and those whatever uh, will always outstrip your investment in talent acquisition and hiring because it's not a revenue generator. So I think that's one issue that your your expectations are misaligned. Your expectations are to have a, a candidate or a consumer-like experience where you know that but just might not be the case you go you go onto a a a career site and you have uh you know a CRM you have Phenom CRM you know displaying all this information to you um dynamically you know highlighting different roles and it's brilliant and you click click apply and you get thrown into workday backend and then you know you you drop off so like there is there's always going to be challenges there i think there's challenges in um in just the number of tools that are, that make up a TA tech stack, and keeping it all in, you know, keeping it all the show on the road, keeping it all aligned. Um, I think there are big leaps leaps forward being made and and will be made in the next couple of years around uh, talent analytics and understanding the candidate journey, understanding the employee lifecycle and employee journey. And that should feed back into a better experience up and down the line um one thing that we were trying to do uh, at Tantec Labs, and what those guys are are one hundred percent you know powering forward with is empowering t a leaders to have a, a strong voice um at the table to be able to come to the table with one information about tools, but to um be armed with with data and with facts and, and You know, real insight into what works and what doesn't work, what should, you know, what a good time to hire looks like for a different role, what a a realistic price should be. Um, This idea of like, I want to hire someone yesterday. I mean, that's just never going to
0: work, right? It's It's never going to work for sure. But there's always this need to cut down in time and there's always this need to cut down in cost. There's never because it's very hard to measure. There's never a need, or if even if there's an explicit uh, need to increase quality, we don't know how to do it
1: mm.
0: because we don't uh, know how exactly how to define it and where to get the measures from. And
1: yeah, I think I think there's a little platform called Olus.io That's uh, that's a kind of <laughs> no, I'm, I kid. It's it's a really it's a really thorny problem, and it, you know, one of the reasons that this this whole industry you know attracted me um and attracted a lot of the, my my colleagues um is that you're dealing with people you're dealing with you know people problems and people are multifaceted you're not trying to get uh like how do you speed up getting widget a from country a to to production plant b like that is um that's just a, a pure optimization problem what we're dealing with is is you know unique individuals and how they shape and, and deal with their lives there's a layer to this which is kind of overlooked quite a bit, where, you know, great recruiters, a great sourcers, a great TA leaders are kind of craftspeople in, in their own right. They they actually, you know, um invest some of their own life, their own energy into that those individuals and help help their teams grow. Um I don't know if it's the same can be said around, you know, procurement or Manufacturing, I don't know because I don't know those functions as well, but it's, it's I would not, argue not.
0: It's, it's definitely not the same. But that's where I would argue that talent acquisition, because now it's seen as a support function. It's seen as, as belonging under HR, as someone you go to and they just do some magic and people pop up. Where I think... More trust should be given from the from the start. I think they should have a seat at the table right up front because it's a mix mm. of marketing, sales, procurement, manufacturing. You have a mix of skills in those people, and you can't just pick someone, anyone from the street, uh, your secretary or you yourself uh, just doing the hiring for the for the company. It doesn't work like that, not if you want to really have some success with it
1: yeah yeah to, bu- to build a really successful hiring process and, and yeah. business it's hard. you know like Amazon have the the culture bearers that they have in their interviews, which I think is a fantastic um, you know, process. I think all recruiters should be a culture bearer. They should be, you know, a standard bearer for how good the organization should be. Um, and I see that a lot at very small companies that the recruiters are pretty cutthroat about who they let in. Um, but it's just when you get bigger and it becomes more of a, you know, how how long has that rec been open and you're getting some hiring manager breathing down your neck, that's where it becomes a challenge.
0: Yeah, that's where you want them to be, to know how to use data and analytics and intelligence that they collect from the market and have those discussions with the hiring manager. So you want some consulting and data analytics.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's a full role.
0: <laughs> it's a very complex role that, that I feel that business owners and HR don't really understand fully at some no, point. No, I
1: think... I think- so, I think you see it in um your kind of new wave of uh venture backed organizations where you have head of talent or head of people where those funct- those positions are a bit more strategic and a little bit more you know longer thinking um in your kind of traditional fortune five hundred fortune thousand the recruiting function was uh seen as a kind of a knee-jerk reactionary function. I think there's, as you say, there's a layer of consultative work that a recruiter needs to be able to, to provide. Um, and then there's also this portion of, you know, strategic workforce management, um, which talent acquisition has kind of been, you know, left out of the, that whole question, that whole process. I would argue that TA should be, you know, heavily involved in it but
0: and it's the same with internal internal moves the the clients i work with and i'm always fascinated and everywhere i go it's kind of the same thing oh internal moves are handled by hr recruitment is handled by talent acquisition no one talks to one another and people in the company complain there's no way to get promoted but there are a lot of jobs posted outside that they would apply for but they don't know if they have the opportunity or whatever it is, not yeah. even not allowed because some of them, they just out of frustration because no one told them there's an opening. They just don't want to apply because they want to be approached by the company, which seems fair as well. Right. I've been in the company mm-hmm. for three, four years. I'm doing a good job. You have this opening. Come just wave at me and ask me, am I interested? So for some, I understand the frustration, but they're not linked. Right. And when I tell them that they just look at me like, why? And it's the same with, with, uh, with uh, workforce analytics. It's the same with intelligence. Mm. And yeah, and then you, you also said, and uh, I'm sure you, you, you are of uh, the same opinion as I am, that actually talent acquisition does touch the bottom line. If you don't have people, you can have anything else. It's still the people that make up your company and bring you the profit and bring the performance and uh, bring passion and bring other customers. You don't have that. You don't have anything. (laughs) I would Uh, even argue they're, they even hire sales, right? You don't have the right salespeople if you don't have recruitment. So at some point, yeah, maybe there is a chicken and
1: the egg challenge again, though, right? Because if you cut recruiters say say you were to take an organization you cut out the, the TA function um will it still be able to keep going sure it can go for the next little while until people start churning which you know is natural and then how do you re- replace those individuals if anyone listening i mean everyone listening has done hiring right um it's It's a long process. you generally have to look and talk to a bunch of different people before you start to figure out you know hone in on the ones that are are really right for the role. even that process of figuring out what the role exactly is you know that takes an expert that takes someone who who understands this space and understands your business and your your re- requirements for that position It's not. It's not an easy job. An I, I, easy wouldn't job. <laughs> I wouldn't knock, it, knock anyone who's doing it. You know, it, it,
0: it's it's a bloody tiring job. It takes out <laughs> of your life. You have to reach. You have to keep in touch with people. Reach out to them. Make sure they understand and they get some of your passion. Right? You cannot talk to someone without having energy, because hmm. at that point you're not selling the company. You're not. You're not doing the right the right thing. Right? If I talk to someone who's not uh, enthusiastic about their company, then I don't want the job.
1: Oh well, yeah, exactly. Right. I'm not so gonna no buy from a few. Yeah,
0: or not. I have to be always present and I have to pay attention to the person speaking to me. I I I just cannot switch off and think about something else.
1: Hmm. It, it's challenging because definitely there's there's a layer of that um, you know, recruitment is is a specialized form of sales at the end of the day. Um but I do think that there's maybe it's a different Position, maybe it's just you know a recruiting leader or t a TA leader um that needs to step back and think about things from a from business perspective and look at the data and figure out you know sit down with the c h r o and and make proper decisions around who they're hiring where they're hiring them, what they're trying to do um from a two to three year perspective, not fighting the fires, which is kind of
0: What's always happening. Yeah, exactly. Rory, let me ask you something, because you've seen a lot of TA technology and you know what makes TA technology reliable and trustworthy. So if um, any of potential clients of TA tech are listening, how should they think about a company that is reliable and they can shake hands because they know that they will have customer service?
1: Yeah, it's it's a tricky one because... You know the traditional way is you go and you meet them in person, right? And that's that's impossible right now. Um, but even that is not necessarily good enough. I think there's there's layers to to checking um, not even quality, but like trustworthiness uh, of a, of a technology or of an organization. There's the kind of the, the sniff, the scratch of the sniff test, which is just you know. Do they show up? Are they around? Are they present? Um, do they have more than you know one or two employees? Are they going to actually be um, around for the long haul? But then there's layers of, does their technology do exactly what they say it's going to do? Can you test that? Can you go and talk to some of their clients? And any, any you know, decent technology company is going to give you reference clients. You should talk to those people, but then you should also use your own network or use an organization like Talent Tech Labs um, to go and talk to, or to TA leaders who have gone with a competitor or have gone through an RFP for that kind of tool, or who have had a you know negative experience with that tool. And sometimes, you know, a negative experience is is just it's a matter of circumstances maybe the tool wasn't right for that organization um maybe they they didn't have the change management in place maybe they didn't have the buy-in from senior management whatever it was but you want to get a full picture of of who it is that you're going to be working with because you know at the very least you're talking about a year long partnership um and if it's a good one you you want it to be at least you know a couple of years three three to five um so i would i would use you know use some of that investigative journalism skill set and go and and pry around um you can see on most technology companies websites some of their clients uh they put up the big logos you don't necessarily need to wait until they introduce you to that person you can just reach out i'm sure if you're a ta leader or a recruiter or whatever from from whatever organization if you reach out to a ta leader another one they're going to respond you know this is not necessarily the most cutthroat business, in that perspective. Um, and then, sure, reach out to you or me, and <laughs> we'll give you <laughs> a two cents
0: for sure. Uh, and is there a number of tools that you would uh, say works better? Three, four, five, or can no. you see even more?
1: Work I've to- seen, I've seen ten plus um, work together work together, but it's just, it just, it depends, right? It depends on the organization size. So like that one that I'm thinking of, um, has locations in North America, Canada, um, Africa, Asia, South America. I don't think they have any in Europe. Um, and the way that they run it is a centralized center of ex- excellence, which has the ATS, um, CRM and some, uh, core feature core func, uh core tools so like hris is run out of there well then each um jurisdiction has uh you know allowance to, to use whatever tools they want on top of that so some will use one interviewing um video interviewing tool others will use a different one some will use candle cattle some will use whatever right it, it boils down to a per location basis i don't think it's um, I don't think it's possible to say the right number of tools. It's really like, what is the, what's the business? What's the business challenge? Let's get down to what the problem is first, and then you know it might not even be solved by a tool. It Might be solved by a process change,
0: or an organization change, or just an upskill for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How do you see the future of TA? I know we touched, but very briefly, on uh, on this TA, TA tech.
1: Um, I mean it's all gonna be shiny and rosy, I'm sure. <laughs> uh so at a high level, you know, I think there's pretty clear indications that that CRMs and ATSs are are converging somewhat. Um that the the functionality that they both offer or that CRMs offer that ATSs are trying to get into that space. Um there's a ton of very early stage, small players, VC back players, which will struggle in the next year or so. You know, this is completely my opinion. Um, and I see there being, you know, it's kind of interesting. There's a there's probably a slowdown in using brand new tools coming up, um, but actually. There's also probably a big change in your core systems coming up because uh, there was a really nice quote from from one of my previous clients um the best time to to change the engine of the car is when it's when it's stopped, so if your recruiting slows down, maybe now is the best time to look at the a t s rip and replace right um overall in the future, you know it'd be great to see some of the sweet players coming out with better recruiting modules um there's always going to be new innovations coming up but i i don't have my eyes on anything that's too game changing just just yet you know maybe maybe i'll be back on this in a year and say maybe hey we'll have you seen yeah, yeah. <laughs> who, knows, who knows who knows but like the world is a the world is a funny place more interesting things have always happened for sure
0: (laughs) for sure Rory is there something that maybe I didn't ask you
1: first off thanks a million again for having me and like I said this is this is just fun for me (laughs) um yeah I, I think it's I think it's an interesting time to be in this in this field um I like how everyone's adapting to, to the virtual way of working in the virtual recruitment. Um, I don't know, look, you just just keep, keep, me in, keep me in mind as you go about your days.
0: For sure, and I'm looking forward to talking more about uh, Ola's, but do let me know when uh, this is uh, more advanced uh, stages and then we can, we yeah, can have another I discussion mean, to, to talk more about it.
1: I mean, you're going to be one of my first customers, there, right?
0: For sure. You're gonna
1: you're gonna pay me a lot of money for, for all
0: this? <laughs> <laughs> Endless amounts. <laughs>
1: hey, excellent. No, yeah. I, I'm excited to see what way we go about it. I think the the core premise of what we're trying to solve, you know, there's there's six of us working on it at the moment. The core premise is is uh is good and it, it's a real problem as far as I can tell, as far as we can get feedback from the market. Um but now it's, it's down to execution, right? Can we, can we actually make it happen? And we'll see.
0: Oh, for sure. You'll be successful. So Rory at allus.io. That's me.
1: That's yeah, <laughs> got me a line. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm open to, to any conversations, whether you know, a candidate wants to get in touch or whether um, any recruiters or TA leaders, that would be, be really interesting.
0: Rory, thank you so much for today. It's always a pleasure talking with you. I missed it in, I'm the, in TTL.
1: Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure the team there are doing a good job with that. Oh, for, for, uh, for
0: sure. But hey, <laughs> you know you get connected with uh, with people more than a brand or a company or anything like that. So um, yeah,
1: 100%. I, I really appreciate you you having me on here today. Thank you.